Blog Talk Radio. My mother warned me that some shit didn't make my right hand To trust her only my heart and that elder white man His name is Clancy, I fancy him, gotta give him props He have the reason why dealerships even let me cop So now I'm speeding and trying to drop away from the fact That she was right, so I triple left, trying to double back The streets are filled with some clues like how I ain't noticed that Now they up, some familiar stuff in the cul-de-sac I pull up, get out, what up, I wanna help But what you want for some solutions, and they don't want for themselves Now do I stay, do I go, that's my dilemma And traffic is picking up if I don't leave, I'ma get stuck So I see off, we talk barely And it seems awkward And I heard through some words that you off it I got too much drop, don't wanna steer off path And crash and get distracted But I listen to that weatherman Cause it might rain Keep my windshield wipers prepared Cause y'all throw so much shade And I got jacket and trunk But that's in the front I also got power for both of us If you're ever in need of jump Just let me know I'm having my to switch gears on them Fishtail in the rear view mirror on them I had to switch gears on them, you know, swerve, left turn, steering wheel, on them digging, that's a pothole, watch out for the 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 hope everyone got who they deserve during election Tuesday, lots of change along the political landscape, but it's not political show, you know, sports going to focus on that and be there for the people who get paid for that who want to be left their head. But anyway, thank you all again for joining us. Scott Burks, uh, I'm the creator of the sports blog called The Cloud Times. Of course, the podcast uh, equivalent of it called The Clown Hour. By the way, my this clown still with a cave. You'll be on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you'll be able to find me on Facebook as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, just do a... Search in the upper left-hand corner of Facebook. Just type in the Clown Times. Again, it's called Spell with K. You will find me there as well. Lots going on this week, uh, including the latest college football playoff rankings, which really is not that much to talk about except for a few things outside the top four. We'll get to that in a moment. As well as we're talking about what the hell is going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're robust five and six. Who's the teams that they damn – that they have no damn business losing to. Uh, we'll get into that as well. Maybe Coach LeBron James will figure something out there. As well as the latest NFL saga with not only with Colin Kaepernick, but with a group of owners led by Jerry Jones who's opposing Roger Goodell, as I call him, Roger Goodell's uh, upcoming uh, country station. Also get into who we think the NFL, NFL's best team is. So, Help me do that. Y'all know my co-host, my co-pilot, if you will. Y'all know him from um, Sleazy Sports every Tuesday, even here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as Sports Blog, the yard slash HBCU Sports. We talked about all things HBCU Sports. Here's my man, Dwayne Nash. D, what up? Yay! What's going on, Scott? <laughs> oh, no, a whole lot. Hey, right quick, before we get into it, uh, I know we talked a lot about music. We're both hip-hop heads. I'm sure you yeah. know today that this is the, um, shit, what was it, like the three-year anniversary of, I think it was a four, no, six-year anniversary of Henry D's passing. The brother would have been 50 yes. years old today. Yes. He was 50 years old. Oh, I mean, man. Believe, you know, it, it is. It is. And I have this New Jack Swing playlist. I'm going to go ahead and say it out loud. It's it's quite possibly the greatest New Jack Swing playlist ever in existence. I'll go oh. ahead and I'll put my 
my iTunes New Jack play, the New Jack Swing playlist up against any Pandora, Spotify, whatever. I'll go ahead and put it up against it. But of course, Ted V is on there, right? And yeah. on there is a a skit. You know, they don't do skits as much as they used to. But it's a a skit. Right. Basically, it was an interview. And in the interview, it talks about, well, Hev, Hev is, is saying that, you know, he wanted to be remembered as one of the best that ever did it because he, he talked about how hard he worked. He wanted to let people know that, you know, he wanted to make sure that he was always doing his best whenever he put out his work. And to talk yeah. about how diverse Hev D was, man, to from doing – the hard classics like Who's the Man on the Who's the Man soundtrack to doing oh, the love yeah, songs yeah. like uh, uh, Is It Good to You to to the Hepster to, oh, man, just endless classics with, with, with Hev D, man, and, 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 you know, doing joints with, with, with uh, 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 the likes of uh, Graham Kuba and, yeah. it, man, that it don't curse, don't curse, especially with uh with with, yes. with Cool G Rap Man and yes and, and doing stuff with his cousin Pete Rock. Just to, to to talk about his diversity and the fact that he's not talked about amongst one of the top MCs because of his versatility always mm-hmm. angers me, man. Well, you know what? Two things. A, I would like for you to 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 post that. Uh, uh, playlist on on either uh, the um, the Clown Times Facebook page or the WS Project. I want you to do that right quick. And B and, and B, uh, um, I, I will say this about it. He was the one who really. I know people like to say Father MC and all that, but Father MC last actually came after everything. So I'm feeling pretty confident yes. saying this. He was the one who really introduced the R&B hook to a track. I mean, if you listen to his earlier songs, he really introduced that. He brought the R&B into the hip-hop world. I, I, feel, yes. I, I feel confident in saying that he perfected that, and a lot of other cats copied that to this day. And that was damn near like 25 years ago when he did it. Yeah, it, it, he had the advantage More than that, of being on or on um, Uptown Records with Albie Shore, with yeah. Jodeci and and Mary J. Yeah. Blige, and, and and having a young Diddy there, and, and and actually being a mentor to Biggie. People don't know that, so mm. you 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 well, people don't remember that I should say. So it, he had that advantage of of having all of that there with him, and 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 being able to. Uh, Integrate all of that into his music. Yes, you know I, I could go on. We could go on about DVD for the next hour easily. Goes from that easily from the last sports talk show. So <laughs> that's the reality. Well, let's talk about the college football playoffs. Looking up exciting and smooth. Um, mm-hmm. Not much change. Obviously, I mean, actually, the top four did not change at all, which was to be expected. You know. Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. I'm sorry, not Clemson, but Notre Dame and Clemson. The top yeah. four out like uh, Oklahoma still fifth, but there's a little bit of change in the actual the the, the top ten with Miami moving up from tenth to seventh after a 
after a resounding statement win of a good of a good Virginia Tech team, um, uh-huh. Wisconsin only moving up one spot, even though they're undefeated. You know, right behind Miami at, at number eight, which I would say I'm surprised that they were that generous. If you take a look at Wisconsin's like um, uh, uh, um, like schedule, outcome of schedule, and strength of schedule, they're not much uh-huh. different than Central Florida. And Central Florida's 18. Exactly. And all that is is is, 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 is that's just rewarding Wisconsin for being in a power five and punishing UCF for being in a group of five. Because again, uh-huh. I mean, I mean, who was Wisconsin's best out of conference win at BYU? Really? really? Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, look at the rest of the schedule. I mean, I get, I, I get that Northwest is not that bad, but but they're not a powerhouse. I mean, no. they curb stomp Nebraska. They, they barely beat Purdue. They, they smash Maryland. Smash IU, Indiana, smash Illinois. I mean, the uh-huh. only the first test is coming up this weekend against Iowa, and they're playing them at home. I mean, it's and it's, it's November eleventh. Like, yeah, 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 eleven eleven. How about that? Uh, but if you look at UCF, now UCF. Hold on for a second. I, I missed. I was supposed to go back here, but anyway, I was trying to say that UCF. I mean, the again the the conference. Our conference is not that different. I mean, I would say this, but they were supposed to play Georgia Tech this year, but they were can- it was uh-huh. canceled due to uh, the hurricane that ran yeah. through. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, they were going to play FI- – they played FIU. They, they beat the hell out of Maryland, which was I thought was pretty impressive. But, I mean, it was at Maryland. But still, Maryland's not that good. But still, no. we're comparing apples to apples here. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, even though UCF winning at Maryland rather handily was pretty cool, it still doesn't change the fact that you know it's it's still you know that they're they're in the American Conference. I mean, they, I mean, again, it's not a bad conference, but it's not a it's not a Power Five. And you know, with the likes of Maine that was canceled as well, um, you know, it's just is crazy. But if you look at those two schedules outside of the game that would have been played against Maine. I mean, games against would have been against Georgia Tech at home and went on the road at Maryland at a conference. It's not too much different I mean, Wisconsin and, and UCF is what I'm trying to say. So it's just it's one of those true. things where yeah, I mean, it's one of those, exactly, it's one of those things where it is what it is. They, they're, they're going to always reward the Power 5 or the Super 5. And I know that's not like uh, breaking news at 6. But it just goes to show that they're really not giving the, not really giving the, the group of five candidate, let alone undefeated team at, at that, any double love. I mean, they're behind, you said it was behind USC and Mississippi State of all teams. So I just think that this is crazy. Well, see, and, and we, we've kind of had this discussion just last week. It's it's interesting how the committee and what is mm-hmm. the committee? But how the coaches poll and the AP poll, how they treat the Power Five, the other yep. five, and Notre Dame. Being that Notre Dame is a blue blood, you know, they mm-hmm. get treated with the same respect as the Power Five. But if they weren't, they probably would be treated with, and that's if they had a lighter schedule, but we already know that their schedule 
actually is comparable, if not better than, a lot of the other uh, top ten uh, schedules sure. that, that, that we've seen, you know, for this year. But if it wasn't, uh-huh. they probably would be treated the same way as a UCF or who was the other team that was undefeated for a while that was from Florida? Was that um, South Florida. It was South, that was South Florida. Florida. Yeah. South Florida, they would yeah. probably be treated like them, but, you know, I, I'll give it to Notre Dame. At least this – well, they always play SC and they always play – um, Stanford. So that's always a given. And, and because yep. that they had, you know, a, a decent ACC schedule this year, you know, I, I, I guess you could go ahead and, and, and give them a little bit more respect other than the fact that they, that they are blue blood. But, um, you know, I'm just waiting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Cause we, we like, like I said yep. before, we talked about it last week. Uh, Notre Dame has Miami this week. Navy the following week, and then Stafford, mm-hmm. and after that, it's a waiting game, and it's going to be a exactly. long waiting game. I'm going. I'm paying attention to this coming weekend, Notre Dame, uh, Miami tilt. I mean, it's game day. It's a game that's going to be there, and it's rightly deserved. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that game has so many college football playoff implications. It is silly. It is just crazy. I mean, I'm glad to see these two squads play each other when so much is on the line again. I miss that from, from yeah. the 80s and the early 90s. I miss that a lot. Um, but, yeah, to your point, they, they go to Miami. They host Navy. Navy's pretty damn good. Navy is scary good. Of course, we said about what Forest and Nancy State, look what happened there. But, I mean, you can't. it's hard to prepare for what Navy does with, with that triple option. And yeah. I'll say this. I don't know if Stanford will show I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they'll show up because they're well coached. But talent wise, Notre Dame's a lot better than Stanford, in my opinion. But I think that with with, with Stanford uh being on but like, like being at home in the last game of the season and what is has become a rivalry game with Notre Dame, I I think that would be one to watch as well. But I'll say this, man. If Notre Dame if, if Notre Dame does work in Miami, and I've been saying it's hard. It'd be hard to keep them out, them being Notre Dame out, and they went run the table. But I heard this the other day. I heard this on on ESPNU Radio, Sirius XM Radio. Uh-huh. People still think that why people I mean that the media members and pundits who like we're talking sports talk show hosts that are most more close to this type of thing than we are. Um. A lot of people think that Notre Dame, even if they went out, it would be hard to put them over, say, a 12-1 and Ohio State, a 12-1 and Alabama, a 12-1 and Georgia. I mean, Georgia did beat them, so that's a wash. But uh, like uh-huh. a 12-1 and Clemson, even though Clemson's already in the top four, 12-1, uh, and you get the point. You know, the, you, know, you know, because people think that they had that last – they being the other squads have that 13th data point – as opposed to Notre Dame, just 12th data point. In other words, like they, I, I think that they I think Notre Dame is going to get punished for not being in the conference, especially, I mean, especially since they already lost one game. And um, I, I, it's not, I don't think it's right, but I definitely see a possibility of that happening. And it's going to be very, again, I love chaos. 
And so <laughs> if, if everything holds serve, though, however, I, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Will they put Notre Dame over again? We talked about it last week a twelve and one Oklahoma who has that finally has that extra thirteenth data point that the Big Twelve didn't have in recent years with this one mm-hmm. champion BS. Um, I mean, I think I mean again, are they going to put them in over twelve and one Washington? If, if Wisconsin does work and runs the table and beats out of Ohio State or Michigan State, whoever the hell shows up in the Big Ten title game. Will they put a 11-1 Notre Dame over a 12, I'm sorry, a 13-0 Wisconsin, even though I think Wisconsin's schedule is like softer than, than tissue paper? Um, you know, would it be the same for TCU at 12-1? Would it be in the, uh, Oklahoma twice in that scenario? If they do play each other again? Uh, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I'll say this. I'm... I'm I'm thinking with, with with a high probability on this one that they'll put them over anybody in the Big Ten because mm. Penn State, Ohio State, uh, Michigan State, they already have two losses. And like you just right. said, Wisconsin already has, you know, MC like reference, that's paper right. thin. Yeah, right. that's Sorry, all right. But, you know, all those teams <laughs> got two losses. And then you get the, the MC like paper thin resume of Wisconsin up until they play Iowa, and then whomever that they beat in the Big Ten uh, conference game, where there's a huge chance that that could be Michigan State, who's had, you know, a a rather light resume. No, I took that back. They have a decent resume, but they they got two losses. So whoever Wisconsin beats in that game will have two losses. They probably may or may not think much of it. But once again, it is that extra game. So it, I'm going yeah. to say that, they, they, that, that Notre Dame gets in regardless of what happens with the Big Ten. And I'm going to almost say that Notre Dame gets in regardless of what happens in the ACC, especially if they beat Miami this weekend. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I totally agree. It's just fascinating, these scenarios floating around. But I got one more crazy scenario for you. Remember, mm-hmm. we love, at least I love chaos. I love chaos. Oh, now, I love chaos. Yeah, I figured you would. Now, go forward <laughs> to the SEC for a minute. Uh-huh. There's one team. Now, I read this somewhere at ESPN.com, some article. But there's one team that could really fudge things up in the SEC in terms of either getting two teams in or even one team in. You know what that mm-hmm. team is? It's all over. Yeah. Exactly, because guess who plays Auburn at Auburn this weekend? Georgia. Georgia. Uh huh. Who gets to play Alabama? I mean, I'm sorry, Auburn every year in the season. Alabama. Auburn is good. Uh-huh. Auburn is very good. They could have easily beaten Clemson earlier this year if they had offensive line that was worth a damn. I mean, ten sacks. Uh-huh. Um, but and also if they didn't choke away that game at LSU, they'd be ranked much higher as well. Yeah, so I'm I'm telling you at three thirty, I think it's three thirty, three thirty on a CBS. I don't know where my ass is going to be, but I'm oh, sure I'm is it three thirty? I think it's three thirty. Hey, let me let me check right quick. Oh no, I'm thinking it's three. Oh, I, did, did, like, did I break your heart? <laughs> you 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 yeah. did. I mean, the the positive to that it's an hour oh, no. earlier, but 
even still, yeah, I'm going to be at that stadium then. Uh, you know, it's, it's CIAA Championship Weekend, so I'm going to be in Salem uh, covering that game. Yeah, and, and I know it's going to be a real heavy football weekend, and I was hoping right. to the football gods that I wouldn't miss certain games. That was the one I wanted to see. But like you said, Auburn has the opportunity to do it. And like I said last week, I always have problems. I have trust issues with, with Georgia. Georgia is one of those institutions that I've had trust issues with every year. And the Auburn game seems like the ultimate game that proves me right. Where I'm like, see, I told you so. The Bamas couldn't do it. Well, these Georgians couldn't do it because Bama would be Bama in this right. case. But people from D.C. get what I'm talking about with Bama being Georgia because <laughs> they're Bamas. I'm not going right. there, but still. <laughs> yeah, this Auburn game would be the perfect game to uh, 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 to potentially expose Auburn. And then, well, not Auburn, but Georgia. But then what happens if Auburn beats Georgia and then yeah. Georgia beats Alabama – and yeah, the, 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 so ah, uh, so it, it, it can be it can be real interesting. Um, I tell you what, what happens this weekend? I tell you what, I tell you what, if Georgia does lose out to, to Auburn, which I think it may mm-hmm. be possible that they will, and if Georgia somehow beats Alabama, Alabama ain't getting in the playoffs. No way. They were lost to us. I'm the one lost team. Mm-hmm. They lost to a team that they beat. The committee is not going to like that. No way. Yeah. That's why I said, I said, that's why I say Auburn could really muck things up in the SEC big time. And you know, in the SEC, it's not about conference pride. They don't give a damn no. about conference pride. It's all about beating the hell out of you, each other. Yeah. And rightfully so. It should be like that. It should be like that. Um, I'll get you like a, like a one last thing here. I'm thinking. We already we already, we already mentioned that that Big Ten is on life support in terms of the college football playoffs, and they need damn near everything to go right for Wisconsin to even qualify. But uh-huh. how about the Big Twelve and the Pac-12? It seems like that the Pac, the Big Twelve's greatest chance, greatest hope is, is Oklahoma. And wishing, hoping that what either Notre Dame or Clemson or perhaps even Georgia. Lose, okay? Because we think that Alabama's going to beat Mississippi State, even though they're playing at Mississippi State, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, which should be another good game, too. Another another good, compelling game. But Exactly. And they're playing that one the at Mississippi of, State. It, oh, it is at Mississippi State. Okay, wow, it's going to be good. So, what about the Pac-12? We, we pretty much thrown, have thrown dirt on the Pac-12 already. But yeah. they have Washington sitting there uh, just one loss right now. But I think Washington gets to play, still has to play Stanford, and they have to play Washington State for the Apple Cup, which should be very compelling. Um, uh-huh. It's not a given that Washington will finish the season with one loss, nor would it be a given for them to win the conference, especially if they play USC in the title game. Remember what I said about USC, always breaking the hearts. Hard <laughs> uh-huh. to live, live up to expectations, but they're winning games now. They're two lost team, and they're not getting in the playoff unless many, many, many miracles happen. And they could mess things up for Washington as well. So, what I'm trying to say is, is there any way that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 even gets a spot or close to a spot in the college football playoff, or should we just write those two conferences off? 
at this point. Um, the only way that happens for the both of them to get teams in is that there's mm-hmm. going to be a whole lot of losing going on over the next couple yep. of weeks. So you have to see potentially the likes of Oklahoma losing to TCU this weekend, Clemson yep. taking a fall sometime soon, which I doubt very seriously. Um, yep. Got Notre Dame losing to Miami, but Miami has to lose in the title game. Um, yep. Wisconsin has to lose to, to uh, potentially Michigan State in the title game. It's going to take a lot of work for especially the, the Pac-12. Pac-12 is basically the walking dead right now. Um, I don't know yeah, if you I saw game that. day last week, but they had this very interesting graphic. They call it the – I forget the exact name, but it was basically a wheel that that each spot it showed this team, say like Oklahoma or, or Oregon State was beaten by such and such, who was beaten by such and such, who was beaten by so and so, who was beaten mm. by Arizona, who was be- <laughs> so it was like it was real crazy where everybody yeah. has beaten everybody. Well, somebody has lost to somebody in the conference. Once, with the exception of Oregon State, Oregon State is the one team that hadn't beaten anybody yet as of last mm. week. I don't know if anything changed last week, but, yeah, it was just a huge wheel where one team went on to beat another team that beat another team. It's crazy. So with everybody beating up on everybody or catching at least one good punch in, you know, every, every week, it's hard for a Pac-12, in my personal opinion, to get into the playoffs. Yeah. But – the Big 12, who I also got a little bit of dirt on, but can somehow resurrect themselves uh, as if it was the third day. But they're going to need some help. They're going to need a little help. And, 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 right. And, and Oregon and TCU both have a chance. Whoever wins this weekend gets a leg up, but will need a little bit of help uh, for those teams above them to, to do I so. I get the help but, this weekend. I think they'll get the help. And there's a possibility they get that help this weekend. Because, like I pointed out. I think they will. But, you know, the one thing that I pointed out a couple weeks ago was that um, the the, the way that the the top four starts out, it never has ended out that way yet. But you got to remember, this is what, like the third or fourth year of the playoffs? Mm -hmm. So anything's possible, anything can change. So uh, I, I I can we we can expect the same or see something different. Anything's possible at this moment. Well, um, I'll say this: they'll get the help this week. They being out of TCU, Oklahoma, because I think Auburn's going to beat Georgia. I'm going to go come at me. I think Auburn's going to beat. I think Auburn's going to do some work against Georgia. Um, is is it, it on the plains? That is on the plains. That Auburn, it's a rivalry game, and. Yeah, I I think I think Auburn's going to do it, and you know what? I wouldn't be too surprised if Miami beats Notre Dame at home with the turnover chains like everywhere. I I I think it's going to come. I think chaos, like the saying, Game of Thrones, my favorite show. Um, <laughs> winter is coming. Well, for the likes of Oklahoma and or TCU, hope is coming this weekend. One of those two games. I think either Auburn taking on Georgia or Miami taking on Notre Dame. I think it's more likely that, and I think it will happen, that Auburn will beat Georgia. So they're going to get that help. 
whoever wins that TCU all come again, to your point, they're pretty much sitting in the driver's seat. Now in the day 12, perhaps in the college football playoff in the upcoming weeks. Because, again, unless unless Georgia really shows me that they're really good and beats Auburn, then that, that point is moot. But I, I don't uh-huh. know what's going to happen. Um, Anyway, moving from one crazy, chaotic, and yet fun subject to just straight up crazy and chaotic, period. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh-huh. Those boys are like five and six. They're, they, they're playing well below expectations. They're losing to the likes of the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, and my beloved New York Knicks at home when they've been double-digit favorites, that being the Cavaliers. Uh-huh. Double-digit favorites in all three of those games. And obviously, and also the Orlando Magic. I mean, I know that Cleveland's a little older, and they're probably bored as hell during the regular season. Let's just call it for what it is. They probably just get up and like the great teams. Like they they beat the Celtics, they beat the Bucks twice, um, and they beat the your beloved Wizards. But uh-huh. I mean, Cleveland's like 29th, I think 20th or 29th in defensive defensive. Defensive efficiency, rather, and, and they they just they just play they just don't care right now. So I don't know what Coach LeBron James has set up to see. I don't know if <laughs> assistant coach Tyrone Lou is is, is 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 playing is coaching up to his weight. Yes, I did say that out loud. I do mean that. What that like like because LeBron is not only head coach, he's also general manager. Let's just call for what it is. He's making the deal behind the scenes. But <laughs> all seriousness, though, what the hell is going on in Cleveland? And can, and can they turn this around sooner rather than later? Well, you know what? The thing that surprised me, uh, well, I wasn't actually too surprised, but Cleveland didn't have their sixth loss last year until sometime mm-hmm. in December. You know, it was like December 14th when they finally lost their sixth game. So it's November 8th. They're, they're already five and six with the likes of New right. York and Philadelphia both ahead of them in the conference standings as of today. Wow. Who would have thought that? But, um, exactly. you know, in their first 11 games last year, they started the season nine and two. So, uh, like you said, I think that they're bored. I think there's still an adjustment period going on, too. Um, but you also have a lot of poor shooting going on. Uh, as of right now, uh, Kevin Love and, and, and LeBron James are the only starters that are averaging over 15 points a game. Uh, Love, Crowder, and, and J.R. Smith are all shooting under 45%. And, and this team has given up almost 114 points a game, which is the third worst in the NBA right now. So these dudes ain't playing D, and they're not shooting well. Right. They're, they're, they're not getting steals. That's another uh, category that I think that they're ranked like 28th out of 30 teams in the in the NBA. So mm-hmm. this team right now is just not playing well, man. I, I I think they're still trying to get themselves together, but I'm not concerned because this still is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They still have LeBron James on this team. Sure. Like you said, sure. they are capable of beating the better teams in the league, and like that game against Washington. Um, LeBron and the boys find a way somehow. You know that dude came came here to DC and put fifty seven up 
against my Wizards, man, and 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 in a situation where I thought they they were going to come in here and, and for sure lose, but um, yeah, I I never count that dude out, man. As long as he's one hundred percent and is uh and 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 has one hundred percent of his faculties with him, I'm not concerned about that 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 squad unless they're playing against a team that overly matches them. And yeah, they're taking losses right now, but I don't think that they're losing to teams that are that much better than them. They don't, they don't get the, the, the mm. ship right, uh, whitened, if you will. Um, no uh, Cam Newton pun on that, but yeah. it, it's it's it, it, it'll be something where where uh, come <laughs> January where they'll be fine. And I'm not worried about the Cavs right now, but yeah, it it, it, it looks scary right now. But they're not worried about it. They just they're just going to go ahead and get it together and be fine. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way: they're looking up. The Cavaliers are looking up at a few squads right now. I mean, you know, it's like in the Eastern Conference alone. I mean, it's like yeah. Boston is far and away the best in the Eastern Conference, and that's without, of course, um, uh, Gordon Hayward. I mean, mm-hmm. Kelly Irvin is just doing some work right now. And that rookie, too, from Duke and yeah. the young guys, woo-wee, they're good. Um, also, like, like uh, you got, like, Detroit. I mean, because basically Cleveland's right behind in order from top to bottom. The Celtics, the Pistons, the Magic, Toronto, Philly of all teams, my Knicks of all teams, and your whistle. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. So they're the eighth seed right now. They're tied with the Hornets at the eighth seed. And yes, I know it's just eleven games and out of eighty-two, I get that. But you don't. It's, it's, it's something you said about starting behind the eight ball. You don't want to do. And again, uh-huh. I get that Cleveland's bored as hell. Probably. I get that Coach LeBron James is trying to figure out his rotation. I get that too. I get that uh-huh. assistant coach Tyler Lou is probably not doing his job. I get that as well. But, you know, it, I mean, they're not catching Boston for the for, 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 for the top seed in the conference, I don't think, unless they go on a, a miraculous run, which I don't think is going to happen because they're old. Cleveland's old. You got yeah. Dwayne Wade in his 15th season. You got LeBron uh-huh. James in his 14th season. You got Gerald uh-huh. Smith in his, like, what, 13th season? Something like, like that, Team but if they had Gerald Reed, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I know. That's why I said Gerald Reed. <laughs> He's like, what, 50? Um, but he might yeah. as well be playing for him because they're like Team Gerald Talk. They're just old. Oh, my God. They're old. Jesus, they're old. So, I don't know if this is like LeBron James' last stand at the Eastern Conference. I don't know if he's his last stand, period. I mean, like as, as a – I mean, he's always going to be that elite player, but there's so many young teams that are passing or in the process of surpassing them, aside from the Golden State Warriors. So he's got he's got 71 more games to get together, but it's not looking good for the crew right now. It really, yeah. is, it's not looking good good for the crew. Um, let's move on from one crazy. You know, we're going from the different various degrees of crazy here. But like the college football playoff in terms of the fun crazy, the chaotic fun yeah. crazy that we all love and we find it exciting, to the Cleveland Cavaliers crazy, which is just full of drama and just like wondering what the hell is going on. It's kind of like a head scratcher. I mean, it's harmless, but it's a head scratcher to 
what's going on behind the scenes in the NFL. I mean, we all know about this is not only just just crazy, it's just cray cray. This is like this this is a different level of crazy. It's cray cray full of drama. I mean, we all know about Colin Kaepernick apparently receiving an invite from the NFL to sit down with Roger Goodell. Apparently, that's uh-huh. what Nick does. There's an disagreement apparently between the two parties on a uh, mediator to prevent the he said he said bull crap with the PR mess. But apparently, the invite was sent through Troy Vincent, and I think it's one of those things. I'm not trying to read too much into it, and I hate playing this card. And I think I, I think you know where I'm about to go. It seems like that Roger Goodell in the game nudged Troy Vincent and said. Hey man, why don't you holler at your fellow brother out there? Maybe I'll pull him in. Why don't you pull him in? I'm not saying that's the case. Especially but especially given what happened, the fact that it's been nixed over something as simple as finding a, a uh, mediator. So then to have the conversation, two parties to have a conversation, a one on one mind you between Roger Cadell and Colin Kaepernick. It just seems like they nudge Troy Vincent out there and say, Hey, why don't you holler at that brother? Why don't you bring him in for us? Well, he'll respond to you. I, again, I hope I'm wrong, but it, it appears to be the other one, to, to like, like to be the opposite of that. But I don't want to focus on that as much as I focus on this. Early in the season, early in the year, if you recall, um, your boy, Roger Goodevil, was on his way to getting an extension approved by the league. Mm-hmm. One favorite by one, Jerry Jones. Now, you fast forward seven months later, not only is one Jerry Jones opposed to Roger Goodell and apparently a few other owners opposed to Roger Goodell's contract extension, he's threatened to take the whole NFL to court if they proceed with Roger Goodell's extension. I mean, wow. you can't make this crap up. You really can't make this crap up. Bizarre outside the line or ESPN.com it basically is saying that, you know, that he's Starting to sue the National Football League, the conduct extension for Roger Goodell is, is is approved, and he's hired David Boyd, lawyer who represented Al Gore in that 2000 presidential election conundrum. You remember that? When yeah. Oak County. That's that. Yeah. He also led the NFL's court case over the disputed uh, 2011 collective bargaining agreement negotiation that was very contentious to say the least. And if that's not crazy enough, he's representing sexual deviant Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) So that's who Jerry (sighs) Jones is bringing in the ring. That guy. Okay. And apparently he has some, he being Jerry Jones, has a blessing of at least seven to eight owners, other owners. So now, this is civil. This whole civil war thing is coming about. I mean, maybe like mostly because the owners feel that they're losing money over advertising and sponsorships over their their pro their anti protest issue, which again is not an anti protest. Okay. For the one thousandth time, to people who have ears, it's not an anti protest. It's a protest against police brutality. And systematic racism that's played this country for centuries. That that's that's what it's about. It's not about the damn answer. But anyway, I digress. The point is that they 
they feel that Roger Devil has not done a good job of, of squashing the players protesting. And I, I think, it's, again, and we said this last week, I think it's a combination of the players, of, of fans being turned off, of not only the protesting, but of the handling of Colin Kaepernick. So you got those two uh-huh. parties who who are not tuning in this, this, this season for those reasons, amongst other reasons. Plus, the NFL's product is just bad compared to years past. It's just, to me, it's boring. It's gotten born. It's a combination of things. Over the last few seasons. So that's that too. Yeah. Especially with college football being so exciting. But how crazy is that, man? How crazy is – I mean, what what the hell is going to happen? I mean, you're going to have like – is it going to be like like Goodfellas? (laughs) Where you have Jerry Jones (laughs) going in and and smoking uh, a lot of the owners who support like Roger Goodell? And then having a conversation uh, with the devil himself. I mean, is it going to be like Casino? It's, going to, it, it's like a mob movie. I'm watching a mob movie take place at the NFL's offices in New York City. That's to me, that's it, what, I mean, it's like The Sopranos. What, what's going on here? It's, it's crazy. I mean, I kind of have an idea who those seven owners are that are joining forces with Jerry Jones. Yeah, I do but, too. Um, yeah, I do too, yeah. You know, I just I just find it interesting. Well, the, well, the thing is this: the the concept, because a lot of people for years thought that Jerry Jones worked for the owners. No, he works for the league, and I, I guess the owners must have thought that too. And now it's starting to come to a realization, especially with activities that have happened over the past couple of years, that yeah. yo, I don't work for you. I, I work for the league, and I need to do what's in the in the best interest of the shield. And a lot of the owners can't can't stand it, especially the boisterous Jerry Jones. Which I get. <laughs> but um I, I just I just thought it was interesting that in, in his attorney choice, yo, he ain't got enough work with Harvey Weinstein. Mr the uh, Mr uh <laughs> My God, uh, uh, plant holder himself. That's oh my God. Some of the, the stories of them with Harvey Weinstein, some of the craziest things sexually I've heard in a long time. But I got great with that. Dude's a teacher, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's insane, bro. I'm like, yo, it's, yeah. it's crazy. But um, yeah, to, just to have to deal with that <laughs> along with. Some of the other things that the players associated, I just—it hasn't gone full crazy, but we're we're almost there. We're almost yeah. there. We have and I'm just chaos. Chaos. yes, we are. Um, <laughs> and, and to to your point in terms of viewership, while a lot of it has dropped, another thing that a lot of people kind of uh, not focus on with all of the, the the glaring things because it's always talked about in the news. Or potentially why viewership has gone down. The number, uh, well, I would say I'm, I'm not gonna say the number one reason, but something to take consideration is is player injury. We lose Aaron yeah. Rodgers, we lose JJ Watt again. Yeah. We lose Odell Beckham. We lose yeah. um, uh, 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 Brandon Marshall. The Skins right. have had what 13 of their 22 starters out. You know, over the past couple of weeks due to nagging injuries. Um, so there have been a lot of guys. We just lost to Sean Watson. 
and, and who was a, yeah, a quality up and coming star. Heart. Yeah, so non-contact injury, non-contact injury. Exactly. Wow. You know, we lost Terry Bridgewater again before the season started. Thankfully, he's coming back this week. But there's been a lot of. We lost David Johnson. Lost one of the best running backs in the league. So there's been a lot of guys. Oh, oh, especially me in one of my leagues where um, yeah, I'm not doing too well because of that loss. Uh, But I digress. Um. Which is why I hate having the number one overall pick. But <laughs> you had those type of injuries, as as right. well as the 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 protests and the the visual responses of the protests from both fans and our president to the the the, the right. bickering and fighting about Colin Kaepernick to the advertisers now complaining. There's a lot of stuff going on, and like you said, we are on the precipice of chaos. Um, I don't know if it if it, it you know what just for weeks we were talking about the potential protests stopping the league. Now I think that's kind of calmed down. Uh, I don't think that'll do anything this year. But all of this other stuff, <laughs> people will have a lot of questions to answer over the next couple of weeks, yeah. or actually the next couple of months, in order for them to get this right by 2018. Or a lot of things are going to be problematic in, in terms of what happens with the financial side of the league. And I don't know how right now it's going to get itself fixed before the start of next year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens and what Goodell does and how he responds to this lawsuit uh, over the next couple of months. Because talk about you. It, it, God, yes. Woo. Yes, it is. Woo. And his job is on the line, and I don't know how much it's going to affect his decision making. That'll be something yeah. else to watch out for. Because this, this, you know what? This, I know this has it has part to do with Ezekiel Elliott as well, and his suspension, oh, yeah. which is something else I think that a lot of people are getting tired of hearing about too. Oh yeah. Right. You know, yeah. but I, I mean. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm about to riff on you. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Cause I was going to say, the, the, the Z situation, it's, well, I, I don't even want to go too much into that because I know Cowboy fans are like D-Nash, you're just hating because you're a Skins fan. But, hey, man, hey, stop exposing girls' breasts. For real. You know, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about the abuse because that's he said, she said. But, man, uh, the, 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 the parade thing yeah, was what he said. This, this, this video uh, of that, and that does exist. Right. But Don't pull up. I, I just want that situation to get to. That's the Exactly. Talk. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that, young man. Don't do that. Any man, don't do that mess. Well, I'll say this, no. man, about watching the devil. Look, you know, no, you know how I feel about it. I can't stand it, man. I just wanted to, if I could, if I could get away with not being arrested with it, I'd pimp slap him. But, like, we'll talk about it. I, I would do it. That's how, that's how much I can stand the man. But this this whole thing has so many working, any working parts. To your point earlier about the protest, apparently Goodell, like Roger Goodell, had the more sympathetic towards the players, saying that he was told, it was reported that he told some of the owners, think you really listen to them, them being the players. So I think a lot of, think a lot of the owners do not like that. 
I, I do, and I, plus with, with Papa John's this crappy ass pizza coming out saying that he's lost some earnings and because of the protests and he won't be advertising more. Dude, your pizza is shitty as hell. No one wants your pizza anymore. That's why I roll with Domino's. I roll with Domino's for the past few years. Um, and, that's <laughs> on there. Um, and also, no one Domino's took the check. They, that's true. They cut the check, but stop blaming the lead for your shitty pizza. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, I'm talking about them cutting the check to you. Well, <laughs> but still. Um, I, anyway, I, hate, I, I can't stand Papa John's. Um, you know, and also with, with, with this other stuff going on with, you know, fans turning away from the game. Again, there's fans, we all said it before, who are not only against play protests, but who are against the NFL stream of Colin Kaepernick. And you're seeing this crappy yeah. quarterback play, and some of these teams week after week after week, knowing damn well that Colin Kaepernick's better than a lot of those quarterbacks. Yeah. Francisco, for example. Cleveland's another example. I dare say Jacksonville's another example. You know, they're getting by on the defense and running game right now. Houston could have used them because all Kaepernick is the older version of Deshaun Watson. This yeah. team wouldn't have to change a thing. And apparently the Houston, the front office and the head coach, uh, like Bill O'Brien himself, was interested, were interested in bringing in Kaepernick. But you know who shut that down, right? The same guy who said that the inmates were running the prison. That uh-huh. So it's just this whole, so you have so many in the world working parts. But, man, it's crazy. The NFL has lost its bleep. Lost its, its ish in the worst way. And you know who's rejoicing right now? Our president, Donald Trump. Yes, he is. He set this in motion. He set this in motion a few weeks back. And, again, this is not, in my opinion, and I think you're coming around to this as well, or maybe not, that this is not just solely on the protest. That it's not solely on energizing his base. This is a vendetta, a personal vendetta that Trump has against the NFL for keeping him out of the boys' club several times over the last few years. So, oh, so I, he's I, I actually, you know what? I, I, I think I'm not going to go ahead and beat my chest on this, but mm-hmm. I think I kind of pointed that out on this very show before people started to jump on that bandwagon because I did notice that. Because of that thirty for thirty, and and and, and mm. because of the fact that yeah, he was also yeah, shut out, you know, from from buying the bills. But um, I'm mm-hmm. not calling myself a trailblazer, but you know, I, I do kind of <laughs> look like Clyde Drexler. I'm just saying right now in this moment. Uh, but it, it just it just happens to be, and you know, and, and I get like Kevin Duckworth's baseline jumper. That's another story too. But it just happens to be that yeah, you're right. A lot of this dude's moves as the president, and I don't want to get too political numbers, stop after I make this statement, are, are very personal. There are a whole lot of personal vendettas that, that our president makes in terms of decisions, how he reacts to certain things. And the NFL is, is, is not above that to him. And um, right. You, you're right. For a minute there, man, I, I thought that what he was doing was going to end up being the the uh, a, a, another domino in in what's happening, or what's starting to become the downfall of the NFL, man. And 
hopefully they clean that up too. But um, yeah, all of this needs to be addressed. I, I just, I'm just glad that at least for a couple of weeks, I haven't heard anything about a kneel or a protest, and, and that's not because I don't I, I don't want it to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. I just don't want that to be the focus of what's going on right now. Right. You know, yeah. when when I want the the, the 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 situation to be addressed, but at the same time, you know, I I, I want to enjoy football. So right. you, you know. You know, I, I, I don't. I don't mind if the if the, uh, if, if the advertisers are taking a hit, but the advertisers also have to understand that the league is very stubborn, so they're gonna have to do whatever they need to do in order to make the league pay attention, and the and the owners are gonna have to do whatever they need to do in order to appease the advertisers, and also appease the players. And how about right. just address the situation? So just go ahead and just address the situation. We can, all of this won't have to happen no more. But you know, like I said, it's a lot of, lot of stubbornness going on, on all sides, from the ownership to the to the to the to the advertisers, to the broadcasters. Everybody's being stubborn in this situation, and, and that is going to be one of the multiple things that that causes chaos. The Kyrie don't like. In the NFL, exactly. So let's get y'all here on this, man. Let's end in a more pleasant and more friendly, contentious debate slash uh, whatever the hell. Oh, uh, I don't know. I lost. The let's just finish it on a more pleasant note. Do you know this paradise going on in the NFL right now? Who's the best team in the league right now? In your in your point of view. As of this week, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, yeah. It hurts me to say this. But it, it's yeah, true, know. <laughs> you know, the seven straight wins, um, and, and they played a lot of quality teams within that time frame, um, sure. actually throughout the entire season. You know, they, they've had some, some, just like, God, actually that wasn't last year, but um, it, they, they've had some big wins this year. Um, and then their one loss that they played the then best team City. in the league in Kansas right. City. Uh, at KC uh, in in a very tightly contested game, but um, yeah, they're 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 playing fantastic. The defense is is continuously playing as well, even with a couple of injuries that they've had. But they, they, I think they're starting to get these players back. A lot of the same guys are on the same team that was well, was on the team last year that looked so bad, and everybody had question marks with the receiving core was something that they questioned last year. They've stepped up uh, along with the addition of Torrey Smith. The one game has changed yeah. and has been an improvement with the release of, of Ryan Matthews and the addition of the Garrett Blunt. And I'm going to need somebody to tell Jay Ajayi that, Ajay, yo, you too. got bad knees. You know, because <laughs> Miami thought he had bad knees. I thought he had bad knees. Not he comes out last week, runs eight times for 77 yards. Somebody ain't got bad knees right now, and and Philly is doing exactly what they need to do was make this a one year rental so they can go ahead and and chase that shit right now because that that window has opened. No no Aaron right. Rodgers. The Falcons are playing bad right now. Um, God, the, the, the NFC South is in flux. Everybody, even though there are three good teams in the in the NFC South right now. 
it, it seems like anybody could lose at any time between the Patriots, the right. Saints, and the um, Panthers. Yeah, guess mm-hmm. who said? And and the Falcons. Falcons. And then Panthers, also in the, yeah. in the yeah, and then you you go to the NFC West. That's another surprise. The L.A. Rams who are six and two right now who are playing great ball. Mm. The one of the reasons why I don't I didn't give the Rams the number one spot, of course. I, that that's that loss against the Skins still gets me, and I'm thinking if anyone else comes into L.A. with that formula of what Washington did, did well, what Washington did, which is run the ball down their throats, they may be a problem for the Rams. But as of right now, the way that offense is playing, especially under um, God, what's his, your boy's name? I, I I see his face. The uh, the young coordinator used to be here in D.C. It's bad that I forget McVay. his name that Trump quick. Yes, uh, well, Charles McVay. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Uh, you know what they leave out of him, and you know I I, I tend to forget him quick, man. Uh, <laughs> with McVay and with Wade Phillips. That combination, man, they wrote that their offense and their defense rolling. They, they, they're going to have a lot to say as the season goes on. But, like I said, I, 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 I've seen the formula to beat them. And if someone plays like that, if Philly has the ability to do so, um, you know, they, they can't be beaten. But uh, in the AFC, you, you can't count the Chiefs out, even though they've lost three out of the last four. The Patriots, you can't count them out, and it doesn't help that the Steelers is the only hard game remaining on their schedule because they had the rest yeah. of their division, and I think um, a couple of JV squads and 85-pound wreck league on their schedule for the rest of the year. And the way that you laugh uh-huh. like that, the Steelers also had the same schedule with the Patriots being the hardest team on their schedule, and they got uh, – the one ten pound Beacon Heights boys football team on the schedule with uh, <laughs> Clown College, Clown College, yeah. So you, yeah, Elon on their schedule, yeah. So it's, it's like these two powerhouses have very light schedules and should be able to run through them on their way to uh, AFC supremacy. And I see once again, just like last year. As boring as it sounds, those three teams ending up just about right where they were last year, um, on top of the of the uh, on top of the conference. We may, excuse me, hear, hear a little bit of noise from Buffalo, even though that loss last that sure. loss last week against the Jets was was kind of demoralizing. But once again, that said something about the Jets and and how well that they're playing right now. But um. <laughs> Yeah, AFC. I don't. I don't see anyone else standing out right now. But the Vikings. The Vikings are playing good ball. Uh, of course, their defense is very stout. Um, but I, I'm not a huge fan of that offense. But I want to see whether or not Bridgewater comes back, and if he comes back, can he recharge that offense? Uh, the Saints, who have won six straight, that defense has gotten better. I think they're like the fourth best defense in the league, and Drew Brees doesn't have to be Drew Brees of the past in order for this team to win games. They don't need him to throw for 40 yards or five touchdowns, so that's a huge change for them. But to answer your question and to repeat myself again, which is going to hurt my heart one more time, (laughs) the Philadelphia Eagles, 
as of week nine, is the best team. God, in the NFL. Yes, Lamise, you heard me say that. Yes, Sweet Lou, you guys have heard me say that. The, the, the Eagles are the best team oh, in the league. There's nothing I can do about it right now. It could be worse. It could be Dallas. It could, it be, could Dallas. be Dallas. That could be worse. And, and Dallas is another team that's on that rise, too, right now. But, um, you know, that, that, that suspension is looming over their head. And, right. you know, they don't look too concerned about it right now. But when time comes... I want to see how they respond. But I also want to see how they respond against the likes of a Minnesota, of a, a L.A. Rams, and of a New Orleans Saints uh, for the remainder of the season. The next couple of games, well, for, yeah. for Dallas, you got the Giants, Arizona, San Fran, Washington again, and KC. Not KC, I'm sorry. Who is that? Um, why do I have KC? That's not right. That's not right at all. Play Philly twice. Yeah, they should be playing uh, twice. But yeah, Washington. So they 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 should be at least three and one in these next four, barring Zeke being suspended. Well, I'll just make it simple for y'all. The best team in the league is still the New England Patriots. I, as much as I hate to say <laughs> it, I can't stand the New England Patriots. You know that. Everyone else who knows me knows yeah. that. But they're the best team, bruh. Tom Brady, he's forty. He's a forty-year-old man. He's near our age. He's he's our age. Playing, yeah. he's balling out still. No Julie Edelman. A hampered Gronk. No running game to speak of. A defense a Swiss cheese. I mean, hell, you and I can light up that defense for three hundred yards and ten, and nine other dudes. But Tom Brady's balling, man. Until someone gives him a cheap shot, a la, even though I think it was a clean hit, a la. Aaron Rodgers, they're still rolling. They're going to still roll, man. And they're so confident in Tom Brady, they traded away Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Yes. Traded them to the 49ers. That's how confident they are in Tom Brady, as a 40-year-old Tom Brady. So, look, I get that the AFC East has improved. I get that Buffalo's improved. I guess that my, my beloved Steelers is balling out of mine as well. But let's yeah. just be real about something. The Patriots own the Steelers. Tom Brady only lost to the Steelers twice in his career. <laughs> and only thrown one interception of the last four or five games against us. I don't I don't think they're worried about us. I don't think they're worried about Kansas City, even though Kansas City curb stumped in game one. I don't think they're yeah. worried about Buffalo. I don't think they're worried about Miami. I sure as hell know they're not worried about the Jets. They're the best team in the league, bro. They show when they show that when they the, they, the way they beat down the Falcons. I know the Falcons aren't playing well this year. You know, especially that game against Carolina when uh, what's his face Julio Jones dropped an easy touchdown. Dropped an easy touchdown in the end zone against them, but. That's not a hero there. The point, of, the fact of the matter is, it's New England. It's New England's world. We're all just living in it. That's that's, that's the bottom line. And I'm gonna tell you like this, uh, Sweet Lou and, and, and Coach weren't too happy with you taking uh, New England number one overall. I'll at least explain to them why you did so. But yeah, they were a little upset that you you, you selected New England number one. They, they're still they're still trying to figure out. How New England is in people's top five, you know, I had to go ahead and attempt to explain to them why they're my number two as of right now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's my fault. Right 
that way. No, actually, I have a picture that's third right now by Hydro Beloved's dealers, but it is because of the current resume with the Steelers going into KC and beating KC. Right. But um, right. yeah, to say that the, the Patriots right now is in a top five team is ludicrous. If you told me that a couple of weeks ago, I would have to look at you funny and say, hey, this ain't 2016 no more. But right now, <laughs> they're starting to look like the Patriots of old, and their schedule is about to be very favorable for them. It ain't their fault. It ain't. But these are all teams that they should be capable of beating. And as of right now, what are they currently? Uh, six and two. Six and it's two. a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility they go thirteen and three at worst. And that's right. At worst. Yeah. So. Exactly. So we'll see, bro. But uh, yeah, yeah. You and I are not happy with who we think the top teams are. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, this week, Philadelphia at Dallas. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's that's just gonna. Um, that, that's gonna. That's gonna. Just gonna. Just just determine everything. But uh, anyway, uh, I think I hit the wrong play button. The song. But anyway, uh, I'm, I need. A, I need some rest. I'm tired. I'm pressing the wrong button for the wrong song. Uh, pray for me, man. Have a good night. You are in prayer for me, bro. Yes. I'm, I'm, we're going to pray for each other. How about that? Let's do that. No doubt. All right. Peace out. This is my man, D-Nash. Please check him out on Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night here on Ball Talk Radio, as well as the sports blog, the yard slash HBCU Sports. Ah, I really do need some rest. I can't believe I played with Khalifa instead of Zepa Roger. But maybe we should have just kept it going. Need need the variety anyway, but whatever. But in any event, thank you all for tuning in to the Clown Hour. This is Scott Burks. I'm about to sign off, get my ass to rest. In the meantime, 06, good night.